0: I'm Katie Bennett-Stenton, a dual Australian US citizen and the national marketing lead for energy resources and industrials with Deloitte in Australia. I'm fortunate enough to be spending two exciting months in our Chicago office while I put my kids into school and finalise their US citizenship. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to spend time with a number of our global experts, leaders and thinkers. While I'm immersing myself in a different culture within a much larger team, I'm excited about the learnings and insights. Throughout this time, I'm speaking to different leaders and sharing thought-provoking, relevant, and influential takeaways. Today, I'm talking to one of the senior leaders within our marketing team, Amy Lewis, a Managing Director for Marketing and Communications Transformation Officer and Value Delivery Leader. Welcome, Amy.
1: Thank you, Katie, I appreciate it. A little about me. Please. Uh, so I have been at Deloitte for what is approaching 19 years, which is shocking because I still <laughs> feel like I'm one of those youngins on yeah, the team. But totally. <laughs> when in reality, it's the other end of the spectrum. But uh, I, I don't act mature, so that that balances it out. Um, so uh, my title sounds really interesting, and nobody knows does, what that means, right? They're like, yeah. "What the heck is that?" <laughs> so these days, it's really all about. Um, Managing change, which I think is a great business skill to have. And I've made a career out of that in the last... Uh, chunk of years and Deloitte has been a great place to really adopt those learnings and be surrounded by people that have taught me well Mm. and people that I get to share that learning with and I I learn every single day so I appreciate that. I'm a lifelong Chicagoan. Um, I have ventured out a little bit and lived other places around the globe um, relatively recently Um, but Chicago is home base and it was great to get to spend a little bit of time with you while you were here in Chicago.
0: Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks Amy. So we might get right into it. I'm interested to know how your life and career have improved as a result of being better connected with people across across the globe.
1: Uh, a huge question uh, and I would be so interested to, to hear how the various different people you've talked to answer that question because for me, it's been monumental. Um, I, di- you know, I have traveled my whole life. My parents are actually Irish immigrants. Um, so I have traveled, but I didn't do interesting kind of travel, mm-hmm. you know, when when I was really independent and on my own, I, I visited the Caribbean, I went to Mexico, I sat on a lot of lounge chairs, I had a nice time and a nice vacation schedule. Yeah. But I didn't do interesting travel that I think really made me smarter and until i was about 30 and then i just got the bug for it and it made me realize that the world is a very big but yet a very small place we are more similar than we are different Mm -hmm. Um, and i think it just made me a much more um a much smarter person a more tolerant person a more empathetic person uh it educated me wholly on you know the the perspectives or perceptions of of American culture, as well as learning about other cultures around the globe. So it was fantastic for me. So it it gave me the bug at 30 and I haven't stopped. Um, It even inspired me to take um, and say yes to an expat assignment that came um, in my path with very little warning and uh, very little planning.
0: So, so talk to us a bit about that. You you spent some time in India, which is, is fascinating. I'd love to hear some of your learnings on that front.
1: I did, it was uh, 2013, 2014 um, that I had the opportunity to go and work and live with our team in India. We have hundreds of people there. We had changed over the US business model many mm-hmm. times, but we had not really paid that same kind of attention to keeping our India-based branch of professionals and team in alignment with our strategy and what we were really trying to execute. And we had done you know some studies and, and understood what other parts of the business, how they were creating success. And so we did uh, that study and realized that we needed to embed a professional was really the recommendation. We needed to create closer connections between our professionals and the business, so people really had the understanding of what we were trying to achieve. And so, lo and behold, the opportunity came for me to go and live with the team. And I had been really anxious to travel there mm-hmm. and have a short stay, like three weeks, kind of three weeks, three months. Um, but lo and behold, uh, it ended up being a year and a half, and it was fantastic. It was it was. Uh, you know, I was both excited as well as I knew there were going to be some challenges to that. I was I was doing it on my own, so that's not an easy thing to do. No. Um. I, you know, look, uh, you know, very different from most of the people I was going to interact with, but I thought that would be a fabulous learning. Um, You know, on the personal side, being alone for a year and a half alone, quote unquote, um, I knew that would be a challenge for me because I'm fed by people. My dad wasn't in the best health at the time, so it was really hard to decide if that was a good idea to leave. It felt selfish. but uh, then, you know, I was reminded when I shared this opportunity with, with my folks um, that they were Irish immigrants and they left home and they were, you know, in their young 20s and, yeah. you know, picked up from Ireland and, and took off and they were great adventurers at the heart. So once I had the blessing there, I felt better about taking sure. the opportunity. and it you know i said yes i couldn't resist and it ended up being a magnificent learning experience that i hope has made me smarter and continues my great lust and love for travel and the passion of sharing that with other people
0: I love it, Amy, and I'd love, I'd love to, we could easily spend mm-hmm. several hours talking about some of the stuff that you did on that front, I bet. Um, I'm interested taking a similar but slightly different tact. What one thing or more than one thing do you not understand about Australia or Australians?
1: Oh, I'm just curious. Maybe it's a, not that I, I, I don't understand. I just want to know more and I want to visit um, so you can educate me on, on that piece. Um, you know, I think the uh, the outdoorsy lifestyle, people seem very laid back, yet you have a tremendous business culture mm-hmm. that I think people are very driven, so I think understanding that balance would be would be really interesting. And you'll have to tell me what your perspective was on American culture and the things <laughs> that you just don't understand, because holy cow, I'm sure the list is long. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, most definitely. That's, that's, <laughs> a, that's an interesting one. Another topic for mm-hmm. a, an hour as well. Amy, what advice would you give to your 10-year-old self?
1: 10-year-old self. I, uh, I, 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 you know, as I said, I, I grew up with uh, Irish immigrant parents and discipline was, you know, definite <laughs> part of the household. And what I would say if I look back on it is stop being so, um, so driven to be perfect and a good girl. I say yeah. that in quotes, right? So, and yeah. rather, you know, take chances, take risks, get dirty, have more fun, and don't be perfect, but be, you know, have great experiences. And uh, I just think that I'd be, we'd all be far better off if we coach girls a little bit more like we've coached boys. And I think we're getting smarter as a culture about that.
0: I think we are, not, not quick enough, but I, I reckon we're definitely improving on that front. Um, just building on what you just talked about in terms of taking some, some risks and not, not being quite so afraid to be perfect. What would you say has been the biggest turning point in your career?
1: Um there's, there's there's a monumental one that I've told the story many times when I was in India or when I work with uh, other team members or folks that are struggling w- sometimes with uh, kind of the lessons in their career. It was 2008. The US had just really gone into, you know, big de- yeah. big recession, and we were still sitting in that. And I remember I was given this tremendous opportunity to be in a brainstorming session with several of our leaders about transforming a key part of our, our business. We really needed to elevate the services our professionals were delivering. We needed to, to rethink how we were delivering these services and and really elevate in a, in a very quick manner. So this was just supposed to be a brainstorming session. Sure, I'll sit in on that. <laughs> and, and then that quickly turned, you know, by the end of the brainstorming session into, okay, that sounds like a great plan. Now go do it, which sounds terrific, but there was you know, a really short timeline of about three months, a tremendous lift, you weren't giving up your day job. I didn't know the, you know, two other people, you know, Mm -hmm. so not a big team that I was tasked to take on this task with. And my perception at that time was, why do I always get asked to do these projects (laughs) like this? Why are they always asking me to do the extra? And you know, it's like, you know, I I am kind of a workhorse. I will drive to get something done. And I do have that brand but I, I really perceived that as I was being burdened. So, if we then fast forward to the three months and we did this amazing training program, redesigned really how we do the services and delivery, yeah. um, it was related to account-based marketing, an earlier version of that. Um, so three months have passed by. We launched this tremendous training and learning program that was very condensed, and we traveled for it, and it was, um, it was amazing. So we had hundreds and hundreds of people that we trained. People literally were saying, that is the best training experience I've ever had in my days at Deloitte. It was before we had DUs and sure. Deloitte universities and places that we did training like this on a regular mm-hmm. basis. And so there was an impact for our people. There was an impact for the businesses. Those two people that I didn't know um, that I was asked to do this with ended up being two, it was the most tremendous um teaming experience, one of the best I've ever had in my entire career. And it was like the crazy mission to Mars where, you know, if they called today and said, I can't tell you what it's about, but would you come with me? I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, It was amazing about, you know, quickly building trust and just having each other's back. So that was really an awesome experience. And here's what the big learning thing was for me, out of those tremendous outcomes, I very quickly, literally at the end of, you know, our several day stay at this program, I called the people that had asked me to do this program and put that yeah. quote-unquote burden on me. Yes, and I said, um, I need to actually thank you for that opportunity. And you know, in my head, what I had realized was I kept thinking all these things were a burden, and you were just asking me to do more work. Yeah. When in reality, when people ask you, when your trusted leaders ask you to do something like that, they're asking you to do it because they trust you and they think you're the right person to get it done. Yeah. And you need to look at it as a tremendous opportunity. Now opportunity is another word, a much longer word for work, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, everything changed for me at that point. I would say both professionally and personally when I could change my mindset to embracing the positive, saying yes to the challenge, getting uncomfortable with the unknown and taking risks, it ended up just being tremendous for me. And my career opportunities opened up left and right, actually, after that, and it just completely changed who I am as a person. That I I now have, you know, can give a whole speech on say yes to the opportunity, say yes to everything.
0: Okay, and then you work out how to do it after that. Figure it out. I love that story. I love it, Amy. What might people not know about you?
1: That's a, that's a hard one for me. I don't think I'm that mysterious, and I really, <laughs> sadly, don't really have any, you know, amazing creative talents. Uh, our professionals in India are very <laughs> creative very talented and very driven towards the arts. And when I came there, they, you know, really yeah. wanted to know me, and they had said, you know, so what is your special gift? And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I'm good at my job? They were not <laughs> satisfied with that answer, and I had no dance or singing skills to uh, to be known of. Um, Maybe something that people wouldn't know on the surface is that I'm actually a softy. Don't tell anyone. Okay, Um, just between us. Yeah, you know, it maybe doesn't always come across that Uh way um, on the initial blush, but I'm a softy.
0: Yeah. And do you get the opportunity to use a little bit of that in your day job or is it a little more hard-nosed and professional at Deloitte? I think it ends up
1: being a great balance of both. And, and I think in this culture, what we've gotten better and better about in the culture of Deloitte, I mean, is, um, you know, we call it the culture of courage these days, which is, you know, really supporting our people and developing our talent. That doesn't mean always telling people just the nice stuff. Mm-hmm. It is giving people, being invested in people And telling them the good and honest story. What are you great at? Let's recognize that and not make people feel like that's a great mystery. Um, Recognize amazing contributions, but also don't be afraid to shy away from giving people developmental feedback, telling them really when something isn't going well, and giving them the opportunity to get the train back on the Mm tracks, so to speak. So um, I think the fact that I care about people is maybe I should say, you know, is in that softy context, but, you know, we are all held to very, High expectations around here. So I love to give people the opportunity, and they have the opportunity myself to deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have to foster those relationships, the trust, and the development in that. So maybe I, I get to use that in some way, shape, and form. Yeah.
0: I like that. And I mean, if I think about my personal situation at the moment, you know, that, that principle of empower and trust from the firm has meant that I have been trusted to, to do my day job mm-hmm. while all of my colleagues are in bed asleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not sitting in an office with anybody I report to or any of my key stakeholders. But the fact that I've been been in a position where I have been permitted and encouraged to do that is hand on heart, one of the best things in my life, a- absolutely. And you know, how many organizations would readily agree that you, a person, can go off and do that?
1: And I think you're the perfect example of something that we're trying to be better and better about. And in the, in the on the business parts of, of Deloitte, um, not the enabling areas, I think they've, they've embraced um, mobility options earlier than we have. And now we're getting creative to say, why couldn't we do more of that? And as we are really trying to be more of a, yeah, we will always be a member firm environment, but the fact that we want to be better globally connected um, really means that we can have shared campaigns. We can have people that could have opportunities to go and work in a different member firm for periods of time. Or if you have a really creative opportunity um, or, you know, even some folks, I, I have somebody on my team that, whose spouse is going to be on an expat assignment. Well, we don't want to lose great talent. Mm-hmm. Couldn't we come up with something creative to have that professional be able to stay in the world of Deloitte? Well, you know, uh, you know, parts of her family also need to, you know, address their professional goals. So I think we're just getting more creative about that. And you're a great Mm -hmm. example that I think a lot of people are going to be saying, hey, (laughs) I would like to try this out. And don't Mm -hmm. be surprised when a lot of Americans are knocking on the door of the uh, Australian firm and saying, can I come for three months? I would love to
0: work with you guys. Absolutely. Well, and I I can name three or four people who are, okay, (laughs) make that five, who are are seriously considering that. I I think one of my favourite stories on, on that front and, you know, indeed talking to my kids just about them experiencing this different culture and the world of Deloitte, you know, they've been a little grumbly at night sometimes when, you know, they've been... They off. They've gone to bed because I need to jump on calls with with people for two or three hours. But earlier in our trip, um, we spent some time in California and had a couple of dinners. In fact, with um, a colleague of mine who had done the equivalent role as me in Canada and then had moved to the Bay Area. And you know, I was talking to them about the fact that Carmen and I had been working together for nearly five years. We know each other's half marathon times and you know, favourite wines and lots of foods and. Um, good friends and they couldn't quite get their heads around the fact that we hadn't met (laughs) my seven-year-old son said to me now mummy, are you sure it's safe that to go and meet somebody that you've met online
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's excellent
0: (laughs) yeah it's kind of kind of ridiculous but you know this notion that you have very strong relationships with people who you mightn't necessarily have met um is is a really interesting thing
1: It is. And, you know, I mean, we're such a virtual environment. But when you can have that face-to-face opportunity, I mean, even... The, yeah, the U.S. is so big and our people are so dispersed across the country that there's, there's folks that I've worked with for years just yeah. in the borders of the United States that we get to DU for a training program and you're like, oh my god, you're that person and I've yeah. only seen that little picture of you on <laughs> Skype and it's yeah. so nice to, yeah. to break bread and get mm-hmm. that opportunity to, yeah. to meet people but um, the virtual freedom and flexibility is pretty amazing too. Oh,
0: it, abs- it most certainly is. So, Amy, I'd like to change tact ever so slightly. Do you learn more from failure or success? Uh,
1: I, If I had to answer that, honestly, I think it's failure, though that's um, success learning is certainly much more fun. Uh, I don't... <laughs> yeah. I, I have found... Um, that I can learn so much more from failure, but it takes me a while to really get beyond that and be able to see what the lesson was when I can look back on it mm. and say, you know, it's obvious that I needed to go through that. I needed to have that lesson for whatever reason. Um, you know, uh, they're they're very memorable, but it is nice to have the two peppered together, right? So that you can <laughs> yeah. have that, you know, yeah. it, it, it fosters, uh, you know, the 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 bucket of things that make you feel really good and understand what your strengths are and then you pivot you have those learning experiences so that you can tell people interesting stories about when mm. something blew up.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Nah. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I I don't think I don't know that we'd all cope if we only had the failures to look <laughs> yeah, back yeah. on. <laughs> so. Amy, are there any significant challenges that you've navigated in your career that you've drawn special strength or insight from? I mean, you, you talked about the, in inverted commas, significant burden that you received or was bestowed upon you in 2008. Um, but are there, are there other elements that, that you'd draw on or, or talk to on that front?
1: You know, I think it's very related to that story um, because to me that, that was such a monumental moment and such a mind shift for me. Um, I I would put it in the context of this. So so the person I was pre-2008, you know, I worked hard. I had had good degrees of success, but maybe not as much as I had wanted, right? Because I'm I'm, I'm an assertive person. I I measure myself by success and how far I'm getting, and I wanted different roles and to move up the ladder and, you know, certainly didn't get all of, of those promotions or roles that I had gone for you know and you sit back and you I would question you know basically why are they not seeing my greatness yeah you know and and I think that that learning for me and that time in 2008 where I really changed my perception and and what I was leading with I stopped putting myself as a number one in the way that I reasoned and thought about things not to say that you know we're not all you know, individuals that are motivated by, is this going to be a good thing for me, right? Of course that's there. But I stopped leading all of my decisions with, you know, what's in this for me, first and foremost. And rather I focused on, can I do good work in an area where there is a need and it's going to help the firm, it's going to help clients, it's going to help our people. And lo and behold, when I just led with that, all of the gravy, the frosting, the good stuff and the opportunities career opportunities and all of that just started to come my way and fall in my lap. And I can can literally see the line in the sand from that time in, in 2008 when I really shifted how I thought about things. And literally, you know, right after that program, then I was asked to go to Germany and lead a business development program. I never had the opportunity to do stuff like that. I can definitely say, you know, it was years later, but I can definitely say the opportunity to go to India and take on that leadership role with leading the transformation of, you know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of people and a significant part of our organization tied back to that moment and the mind shift and every role that I've had since that time all ties back to that so for me lead with do good work take care of clients and our people and um, it, it it will all work out in the end so I, I often counsel people on that of, you know if, if everybody can read that the first thing you're putting out there is what's in it for me yeah it, it, it doesn't resonate as well I think in
0: this environment mm. that doesn't get, tend to go as well from from there does it I really like that I think I'll be quoting you on that. I <laughs> might even call it my own, but that's just between us, obviously, Amy. <laughs> Amy, what does career nirvana look like for you? What
1: to say? What to say? Um, uh, I like to I like to do good work in an area of need. I mentioned that. Yeah. I like to uh, be continually learning. I think we really have to adopt in this modern day society where everything moves so fast. Um, you have to have the appetite to be a lifelong learner. And it's one of the best things I think about Deloitte is yeah. we're so focused on learning and development and making so many opportunities available, um, you know, whether it be training programs or projects. So I love that lifelong learning component. And mm-hmm. I think you have to foster that for other people then as well. Um, I think you have to take other people on the journey. And you, I also love to be surrounded by people that I can learn from. Um, as well as you know then being able to, to share hopefully some of that learning with other people and hey I'm a realist you know cash counts you know I mean <laughs> yeah. career, career nirvana is I, I like to be well compensated for that hard work <laughs> that I'm willing to put out there so sure. I'll be a realist about just naming that
0: I like it realism is good now let's change tack and have a little bit even more fun if that's possible than we've been having already what's your favorite song and why
1: I I, uh, brutal to name just one. I can probably name genres of music that I don't like, and then the mass work back. That's fine. uh, uh, Scat jazz and frenetic jazz just makes me nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A nice jazz club and Harry Connick singing to me, lovely. But the other frenetic kind, I I can't handle. But um, I'm a huge music lover. I love Mm -hmm. to go to concerts and you know music festivals and. Um, you know, it, it takes up a lot of my weekends, but I think so music to me is all about the memories and you can associate Mm, that with, uh, you know, what you were doing at that time. Mm -hmm. And so current, uh, one of my current faves would probably be LCD sound system. Um, the song is All My Friends because okay. it is just like the anthem yep. for a very robust friend group that I have <laughs> the benefit of having and you know I mean it's dance party, it's fun, it's you know great driving music, it's all those things but it's um, you know it's played at every party that we have okay. so it's just one of those things that's great memories. It, it comes on and everybody's like oh cool. and then you dance yeah. You know, so it's great.
0: Yeah. I like it. Do you play any instruments? No, as,
1: as I had mentioned earlier, there is really no musical <laughs> or creative talent, sadly. So, um, you know, uh, practically tone deaf, doesn't stop me from singing in the car though. Oh, good. Uh, you know, um, I am surrounded, I have an appreciation for music, but no talent to play it of my own, I will say.
0: It's important to appreciate the yeah, talents yeah. of others <laughs> as you've talked about through, the, through, this, through this discussion we've been having. If you could invite three guests to dinner they could be living or not, who would they be? Mm, uh, I would like to have multiple dinner
1: parties like that, right? <laughs> that, you know, you, you, you want the, yeah. you want that whole, you know, what's my cluster of three? Yeah. So I think um, I'm feeling nostalgic when you say that. So my dad has since passed, so I would definitely have dad mm-hmm. at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would have my grandmother, who was on my mom's side, um, my grandma Kavanaugh, because she, she came to this country When I was, my mother was going back to work, I was six years old and I was going into kindergarten, so the first year of school. And so um, she came and stayed for a year and took care of me. Well, you know, then mom could go back to school. And she was just, she was a very kind of upper crusty, proper Irish lady. And I mean the term lady, absolutely. (laughs) But she was so cool. This will describe who she is. So we of course went to every Holy Day of Obligation and every Sunday Mass. Uh Her favorite thing to do was come home from Sunday Mass and have a can of Guinness and watch wrestling. <laughs> so I she love it. was cool. So it would be, Dad. <laughs> Grandma Kavanaugh, and if I had to add one other in there, I think um, a person that would just be fascinating and grandma would probably like a lot would be Anthony Bourdain. Oh you know, yeah awesome stories. Would he be cooking? Travel for you too? and he would be cooking. Oh. And he would be cooking. I mean maybe we'd just have somebody else cook and yeah. we'd eat. Because yeah. I think maybe he's better at that. He uh-huh. was a great writer and storyteller. Yeah. I'm not really sure how great of a cook he was. Oh. So uh, but I think man, those stories would be epic. Oh. So I think they'd be a, they'd be a fun combo. I love
0: Wanna it. Come to Dinner? yeah can <laughs> I be there too um, I'm, absolutely had grandma Kavanagh been out of Ireland before yes she okay. had
1: she had she had traveled and then was living in London for many years um, I think that might have been her first trip to America though and then she stayed with us for the year and I think just loved it yeah you know?
0: sounds like a gutsy lady oh she was <laughs> I like it Amy what's the best piece of business advice you've been giving oh I, I wonder whether you've already covered that with the focus less on yourself but Oh, and more on the opportunities and what else can come. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, well,
1: uh, it, it's a good one. But I would probably, there's um, probably two that I think resonate and everyone should absorb. And that was uh, listen more, speak less. Yes. I think is monumental. And that works in personal life really well <laughs> also. Yeah. And another one that I, you know, I can still struggle with this one, but I think it's, it's big is um, get comfortable with silence because no. you can really yeah. use that time. It's with your people, it's with clients, and you know, it goes along with the say less, listen more, but using silence and not having to fill the gap is, oh. uh, is quite something, and I, not easy.
0: I, 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 I am not good at leaving silence. It, it feels like it is my obligation to simply fill it. <laughs> yeah, I find that really difficult. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We've, we've had a number of really interesting nuggets through our conversation, Amy, but do you have any career advice for our listeners out there in addition to what you've already shared?
1: Um, I, I think it's probably just uh, maybe uh, reiterating some of those themes, you know, um, do good work, take risks, take other people on the journey with you, keep learning um, and have fun along the way I think would be really important and and another is don't be afraid to ask for help because that's not actually yeah. something that depicts that you are uh, needy or flawed mm-hmm. but that was a really hard lesson for me to learn that doesn't mean that you're weak it actually means that you're smart to yep. ask for help in the right places yeah. and the right times yeah
0: and I think one of my favorite things about our culture is that over the last five years I almost can't think of a single instance where I have put my hand up and said to someone, can I have some help here, please? I, if it's brainstorming or I don't quite understand this or you're an expert, how would you approach this? The generosity of spirit with people really willing from, you know, f- right, out of gradu- right out of university mm-hmm. up to very, very senior leadership. I can't think of a single time when, when somebody has said no when I've asked on that front.
1: I think it's one of the best things about Deloitte. I call it the pay it forward model, in that you know people brought you up and along on the journey, and you are obligated, that's part of your responsibility, to help others along on that journey. And I just think it's also, it is fun, it feels good, and it it was uncomfortable for me, though, when I had to learn that, because that is not how I'm naturally wired, and Mm -hmm. I had to both ask for help as well as then realize beneficial that was for me and how i wanted to make that experience then for other people sure. and it is i think truly one of the greatest things about about the deloitte culture that yeah. we have
0: absolutely amy i have just one more question you you said earlier i'm fed by people and that resonated so strongly with me i get a huge amount of my energy from sitting with people from brainstorming from from working in a team and from collaborating and i just wonder if you could just t- talk a little bit more about that, please. Because again, I think that's another quote that I'll be stealing as one of my own. I just, it really resonates. I'd just love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on that front.
1: You know, I um, I, I arc to being an extrovert, but I can honestly say the older that I get, uh, the more of the introvert comes out. But it's, I think I'm more cognizant of the fact I need to, to refuel by being quiet yeah. and having some alone time. But I can get very insular on that, so it's having a wonderful balance, and I think the place where I have the most fun, the most enjoyment, um, both from learning and receiving it as well as giving it, is when working with a team um, or at least one other individual and you just have this opportunity to group think, brainstorm, turn out great work um not be so set in your own mindset. Yeah. Um, I'm a pioneer in our Deloitte language a pioneer and then driver and integrator comes in mm-hmm. on those too. So you know I, I, I when I lead big teams, I'm definitely sitting in that innovator or uh, integrator camp that you got to take people on the journey and yeah. I've, I've, the last few jobs that I've had have really been all about transformation and change management. So you have to take people on that journey, and so it's really fun. So in order to do that, you have to be with them and yes. understand what makes them tick, and it just kind of feeds my soul as well. Do I get to ask you one question? Yeah, sure. So I really want to understand that thing that you would say, I do not understand this crazy thing about Americans or American culture. What is that thing that you would say? What in the world? There's probably many.
0: (laughs) There probably are many. Uh, Let me think. I think sometimes there can be, I've observed, there can be reticence for people to say, I don't quite understand what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I, I can think of a couple of examples just with discussions I've had with people on the phone who are based here or a couple of people in in the in the team. Uh, I think my family here sh- sure as hell just call out stuff that <laughs> they, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, but Probably ties back a little bit to what we were chatting about earlier, but but in reverse. Um, and I and I'm sure that. If I had more time to pause, there will, there will be a bunch of other things, but I reckon that's probably my, probably my main
1: those one. Those funny emails as after you go back home and say, I thought of one.
0: <laughs> I, will d- I will do that. I will commit to doing that. <laughs> Amy, thanks so much for your time. It's been really interesting conversation. Uh, I'm, uh, there are a bunch of notes that I've taken and, and some really good um, gems in, in our conversation today. So thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Great spending time with you. Thank you.